Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests. But what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Cultural Quarter of an Hour, your weekly dose of Stoke-on-Trent, North Staffordshire-based positivity, something that is going on or has been going on around your neck of the woods that maybe you didn't know about. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's to kind of just show everybody what we are doing here in North Staffordshire. And this week I've been talking to Saul Hewish. Saul is the artistic director of Ride Out and he's been telling me about a project he has been up to along with some other people during the first lockdown. One of the projects that Ride Out runs is... Uh, a special arts-based support group for autistic adults and adults with learning disabilities called the Social Agency. And um, during lockdown, the Social Agency made uh, a series of podcasts. Yes, I think this is a first for this podcast. So first for Cultural Quarter of an Hour to be talking to people that are involved in another podcast. But first of all, I think we'll start off by you starting out and telling me a little bit more about the social agency and what it is you do. So it started, I think, about four years ago. Um, It grew out of another piece of work that we were doing specifically with people with learning disabilities and autism, which was um, looking at issues around employment. And that was a very specific piece of work. And as we were doing that, one of the things that we realised was that a lot of the people that were coming to those workshop sessions, uh, as well as having issues to do with finding employment, there were also a number of other issues going on in their lives. And we said to them, if we were able to run something which was more ongoing and a little bit sort of looser in form, would that be something you were interested in? And And they were. And that's really how the social agency came to being. Um, We have met in various different places over the years, but we've sort of settled now meeting on a regular basis at the B Arts building in Stoke-on-Trent in Old Stoke Town. And prior to the lockdown, we were meeting once a fortnight, but then through lockdown, we uh, moved everything online and as a result of that, we're able to offer weekly um, meetings with, with the members, with most of the members anyway. How has lockdown been for you guys and your members? I think it's been hard. It's been, I think it's been hard for some of the members, harder for some of them than others. Um, one of the features that, we found with a number of the people that we come that come to the group is that they are quite socially isolated already. And so 
to be honest, for some of them, they didn't really kind of feel that there was a huge amount of difference. Whereas for others who were, I guess, more um, more active in their local areas, it, it kind of hit them yeah. quite quite hard. I would also say that for certainly for one individual who um, is very socially anxious, I think he's found it easier using a digital interface because in effect, he's just at home in his bedroom with the, the laptop, as opposed to when he comes into a group full of people in face-to-face in, -face in real life, that's a very, um, a very complex situation for him. And so he's, I think he's been able to be a lot more involved in, in a lot of the discussions and, and making a lot more contributions. So I think it's been quite useful for him. Yeah, so a real mixed bag for yeah, everybody. it is a mixed bag. And I think, like everyone, as time has gone on, I think during the first lockdown, certainly in the beginning phase of it, there was the sort of novelty of it and people were doing lots of things. And then as time's gone on, that's clearly worn off. And I think certainly we had to kind of really check ourselves in the more recent weeks, because I think a lot of frustrations were starting to kind of get sort of bought into the group in a way that wasn't necessarily always helpful. So we kind of had to kind of see what that was. And I think a lot of it was kind of unconscious sort of frustration, really, uh, uh, what's going on. Absolutely. And the podcast then you guys set up your own podcast remote operations uh tell me about first of all, how did the idea come around what was that about it well it came out of um talking to the group about what we might do uh whilst we were in you know lock, lockdown uh and also because of the need for ride out as an organization essentially to try and find something to kind of keep us functioning really um, so we were fortunate enough to get funding from the arts council's emergency covid funding and a little bit of additional money from the staffordshire community foundation and we in the past we've done a number of live streaming events on on facebook which are more like sort of tv magazine shows so we were kind of familiar with using um I guess, a digital format to, to kind of air product. Um, and with this one, we, we just kind of said, well, why don't we do some podcasts? And if we were to do podcasts, you know, what, what would they be? And I bought in uh, a friend of mine, Ed Gorn, who's a, a writer, um, a performer, um, and a professional voiceover artist, uh, because he's worked with us a little bit in the past and it seemed like a good opportunity to bring him in on a, on a slightly bigger project. And uh, we essentially, we did a pilot, which we didn't, which has not been broadcast, but the, the pilot we did on through zoom and we did it very, very quickly and everyone really enjoyed it. And so then once we'd got the money, we got money from the arts council. So that allowed us to buy a number of um, digital handheld digital recorders. And then there was quite a long 
um, involved process of me delivering recorders to people's houses. And then uh, we would uh, use Zoom as a way to kind of rehearse with people and, and direct them. But then the actual quality of the recordings was, was really, really good. And then I'd go and collect all of those recorders, download the material, and then that all subsequently got edited into what is now a series of seven podcasts. And I so, think that the, 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 the kind of content of them as well is, is quite quirky because we didn't, we sort of touch on, on the pandemic and lockdown, but we didn't want to do some sort of really worthy kind of, you know, this is how bad it is for everyone, because frankly, everyone was doing that. And, and we wanted something which was a bit lighter. And so really what it is, is a kind of celebration of individual members' lives. But, so it, it's some of it's kind of, um, if you like, their sort of real interest. So talking about their collection, what they like to collect. Uh, and then there are other bits which are much more um, sort of based in the imagination, particularly in terms of this notion of the imagined biography. So if you could imagine your life differently or your Wikipedia entry, what would it say? Uh, and then we've got our spoof um, film trailers, which come up in each um, in each episode. I really enjoyed them. They really made me laugh a lot. I thought they were fantastic. Um, they they came out partly because we 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 sort of did a thing where we talked about lots of ideas and then we voted on ideas and the, and those famous actors in the wrong films got voted very highly. Um, <laughs> And also because we knew that it would be a good avenue for one of our members, Adam, for him to be, because he really does, he's very talented at doing voices. And so it was a brilliant opportunity for him to kind of do lots of different voices. And I think Ed contributed, uh, Ed does John Cleese, but I think Ed, every other one of them is is Adam doing his voices. He's really good. He's really good. He is really good, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you, 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 you know people's strengths when you're working with people for, for a long time, but did you sort of discover any hidden talents or any hidden quirks maybe whilst doing these podcasts? I think it was more to do with, um, I guess we knew, particularly in terms of people's collections, we knew or what their interests were, we knew what they were, but it was, I think, with some of them, it was really great to hear people talk a little bit in more depth about what they're interested in and particularly why that's interesting to them. So one of the questions that we asked um, everyone was, if you didn't have your collection, how would that kind of impact on you? Um, and so for some of them, it was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, well, I'd just collect something else. But but for others, they were very clear that um, it, it would have quite a profound impact. And I, I think particularly Sean, because uh, Sean talks about his love of um, metal detecting, but it's actually more his love of history. And yeah. um, he talks, we asked him what, what it would mean if he didn't have that. And he talks really quite powerfully about, well, if I don't, if I haven't got, history in my life then I haven't got connection with with people or, or you know with the world really and so 
I think some of those things were were quite surprising to us in terms of the depth of people's thinking around them. Obviously, uh, the joy of podcasts is that they're out there forever now and people can listen to them. They don't have to, you know, it's not like being on radio. It's not like being on the telly. It's once it's gone, it's gone. So they're there forever. But do you think there'll be a series two? Um, I don't know if there'll be a series two, but what we do, what we are planning, uh, one of the elements of the podcast, which we started working on, which we wanted to do a serialized drama over a number of podcasts. But in the end, um, that got too big uh, to complete during the time. So what we're about to do is to put in an application to the Arts Council for some additional funding so that we can turn that into a kind of fully fledged um, drama, which um, I think probably we will look to serialise over a number of podcasts. Wow, that sounds fantastic. We're quite excited about that. And what we want to do with that as well is kind of hopefully as the COVID restrictions ease a little bit and vaccines get out to people is to actually do that in a studio, to to take people into a proper recording studio uh, and to work with a number of other artists, including um, like a a Foley artist, for example, so that we can do some live Foley. Um, Because all of the stuff that we did for remote operations was kind of pre-recorded Foley or found sounds. Mm. Whereas for this, it would be really nice to do some some live Foley as well. So I know what you mean when you say Foley. What for, oh, okay. Not everyone who's listening might not, might not know what you mean when you say Foley. So if you could just explain that for yeah, people. Yeah, so, um, so Foley essentially is sound effects. Um, so if you listened to something like The Arches, for example, um, the sounds that you hear in that are always a mixture um, of sounds that are made live in the studio and then what are known as spot effects, which are sounds that are pre-recorded but are then played live during the recording. So a Foley artist uh, comes really from, um, from films. Um, so uh, is, is an artist who specialises in replicating um, sounds or making sounds, but they're done live um, during a recording. It's that crunching through the snow, which is a crisp oh, packet. What a lie! <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really, I mean, it's fascinating if you listen to Foley artists talking about their work. So there will be specific artists, for example, who are able to mimic the footstep patterns of certain famous actors because they all get dubbed in afterwards. So. Yeah. we're going down a rabbit hole here I fear because I could talk talk about this sort of thing all day every day so that sounds like you've got some really exciting plans for for next year hopefully um what would you say is the biggest learning from from this year and from doing the podcasts and just looking ahead to to next year I think I think at the beginning of of the lockdown there was there was a lot of fear uh certainly amongst people within the arts field that that uh, this was the end and i mean it is still a very serious situation for uh, lots of freelancers and for theatres particularly in tier three um, because they're unable to open uh, but i think it was really the fact that we realized that we could we could make work that we could continue to work together and that there are sort of pros and cons really in terms of using 
um, video calls as a as a format to work in, but that also it was possible to make work which was of a that had sort of high production values, if you like. Um, and also that you don't have to do, you know, we didn't want to do the sort of ubiquitous Zoom videos that appeared everywhere. So it is possible with a bit of thinking to do other creative work. Um, and I think that's been a big learning for us. Thank you so much to Saul for giving me his time to talk to me, to share the stories of what they're getting up to at Social Agency and with Remote Operations Podcast. If you want to find out more about the uh, podcast, just search for it wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, I know you listen to podcasts because you're listening to this. So wherever you're listening to this episode, go and look for Remote Operations and you will find the podcast. They're also on Facebook and I think Twitter as well. So go and check them out. Uh, The podcasts are not necessarily time specific. You can uh, listen to them now and it won't feel weird. I promise. Go listen to it. It's great. Very, very funny in places and just just really interesting to hear as well. I really want to hear from you as well. I want to share your story. What is going on where you are? What are you up to? How are you getting on with life in tier three as it stands as I record this and lockdown and all of that? Let me know how you're getting on and what you're up to and what your community's up to because I want to share those stories. You can get in touch with me in all the normal places. Email cqhpod at gmail.com twitter at cqhpod and facebook at cqhpod as well i'll be back next week so it's not a merry christmas from me just yet it is a merry hope you're getting everything done in time for christmas instead look after yourself and i'll see you next week